The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Episode of Wrestling with Jonas uh, with a bit of a difference. We are live for the first time. We've been doing this nearly two and a half years, and uh, we are finally taking the brave steps into live broadcasting. Uh, so yes, uh, we are here to cover last night's Raw Rumble for the WWE. Um, I hope you can all see us and hear us properly. Uh, but we're delighted to bring you this first live broadcast from Wrestling with Jonas. So I'm going to introduce the gang. Uh, first of all, Kyle from Kyle Wrestling. Kyle, uh, how you doing? One of the new members of the Jonas uh, Podcasting Network. How you doing, my friend? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be on here. You're very, very welcome. And we've got uh, Kieran, uh, KJPWP, uh, the new, uh, the newest podcast. Hasn't started yet, going to be launching in March uh, to join the network. But uh, Kieran, KJ, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. Glad to be back. Obviously, it's been a while since I've last done one of these. So I'm, I'm glad I'm happy and I'm looking forward to venturing out. Indeed. And uh, this man doesn't really need an introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Mike, Mad Dog, Angus, uh, TNT Extreme ring announcer extraordinaire. Been on the Wrestling Image Honest podcast many times before. Mike, how the devil are you? I'm absolutely wonderful, Jonas, as always. Uh, it's great to see you guys. An honour to be involved in your, uh, your first live broadcast. And uh, looking forward to chat to everyone and, uh, you know, go over what happened at the Rumble last night. It was a great show. And, uh, you know, I want to hear everyone's opinions. So uh, go for it, Jonas. Take it away. Well, it was a good show. And uh, I think we all enjoyed it. I think it had uh, a lot of uh, really positive endings. Uh, I think of some favourable uh, winners to the matches. Um, and it's given us a taste to what we might expect coming into WrestleMania in a few months' time. Um, but uh, yes, we will get into it. It was the, it was the 34th Royal Rumble. Uh, the first Royal Rumble was 33 years ago, uh, 1988. Um, well, and I think my earliest memories of Royal Rumble was back in uh, 1991, and especially that uh, probably the best Royal Rumble in 1992, and my favourite, uh, the nature boy himself, Ric Flair, with a tear in his eye, won the Royal Rumble that year. But uh, Mike, uh, what, what, what was your uh, favourite Royal Rumble moments uh, from the years. I know that we've been watching a similar length of time. Uh, tell us what your favourite Royal Rumble or Royal Rumble moment was, my friend. Yeah, no, '92 was was absolutely awesome, wasn't it? Uh, a, a great Rumble, and uh, only made even better by Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary. His, uh, you know, heel commentary, uh, colour commentary on that show was just immense. And I was, uh, you know, lucky enough got to tell Bobby that to, to his face at. Uh, Wales Comic Con, me and my son uh, met Bobby the other year and got to tell him that. And, you know, he was, uh, I got a big thumbs up off him. So, uh, you know, he, he's obviously proud of that piece of work. Um, you know, always enjoyed the Rumble, John, as, as yeah. growing up. And, um, you know, Shawn Michaels had a couple of good years. Um, you know, when I was when I was watching it, he had the, uh, the one where he came in first and won. And I, I still always, uh, I, you know, I struggle to get over the one where he eliminated the British Bulldog. Uh, you know, right, you know, after he one foot had touched the floor and then he eliminated Bulldog, I still, uh, I really was rooting for the Bulldog that year. So, uh, you know, it, it's a great moment in wrestling history to look back on, but uh, I still just think, oh, come on, Davey boy, you know, that was his big chance there. So, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Kyle, just um, very briefly, what was your favourite Royal Rumble moments, uh, besides what happened last night, of course? Well, there's many, many, but um, I think last year when Edge returned, that, the pop, 
of the crowd was just amazing. Absolute icon in, in the wrestling world, you know, came back. Yeah, 100% agree. That that was probably one of the uh, best, longest lasting uh, memories uh, of Royal Rumble history. What, what, a, what a pop, what a moment. And uh, uh, Kieran, over to you, your, your favourite Royal Rumble moment. I know that the last time you was on, uh, we actually discussed and reviewed the 2020 Royal Rumble, all the magic that happened uh, last year, but uh, your favourite Royal Rumble moment. Uh, it would have to be 2016. Obviously, as you know from previous podcasts, I'm a massive AJ fan. So AJ coming in number three, make his debut at the Rumble. Roman's face when the music hit was absolutely priceless as well. I, I just For me, that's my iconic moment. I've followed all of AJ's career and to see him finally in WWE and to see what he's done as well. It's just been amazing for me to watch it all. Yeah, well, lots of talking points uh, from last night's Royal Rumble. Lots of big moments, some really, really good matches. I thought there was uh, some good matches, uh, not just the Rumble matches alone. I thought some of the singles matches were particularly good. Uh, really want to dive deep into the last man standing match as well, because I thought that was fantastic. Um, but uh, let, let, let's start from... This was the first ever Royal Rumble without fans as well, let's not forget. It seems like a, a lifetime ago since we last had fans on uh, any sort of wrestling show. You know, for those that watch AEW Dynamite and one or two others, obviously there's a small number of fans, maybe a thousand or so in the outdoor arena there, Daly's Place. But uh, as far as WWE is concerned, yes, when you watch uh, the Black and Gold brand on a Wednesday evening with NXT, they do have a few uh, friends and family and, and fans around ringside. But uh, for a, a main roster WWE show, I've not seen any fans for uh, getting on for a year now. And uh, this was the first Royal Rumble without fans. So it did seem very strange from that point of view, certainly. But uh, let, let, let's have a little talk about the kickoff match. Um, because uh, it, it, I think it was originally on the main card. And then it got switched to the pre-show. And it was for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, and it was uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Charlotte and Asuka. Charlotte and Asuka, the champions going into it. Um, and we do have new women's tag team champions in the form of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, uh, two-time tag team champions, might I add. Uh, but uh, thanks to a little bit of interference from uh, Lacey Evans and Ric Flair, who came to ringside and kind of got involved in the, in the finish to the match. Um, but uh, 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 Mike, um, you, you watched that match, I think, between cooking a pizza, I think uh, you were saying, uh, before we went live on air. Uh, but uh, what, what were your thoughts on that one? Any, any takeaway moments uh, besides the pizza? Uh, uh, from uh, from that pre-show, Mike. <laughs> yeah, pepperoni, good. Ham, good. You didn't have pineapple. Please take dinner. Oh no, not for the rumble. That's SummerSlam. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I thought I, I luckily did catch the match. Yeah, um, excellent stuff. Uh, probably my favourite part of the pre-show was. Uh, Definitely our truth. He was uh, he was looking for uh, Bugs Bunny, uh, and he was uh, dressed as Elmer Fudd. I thought that was it was pretty good. And uh, you know when the uh, the guys on the panel got onto that, that was uh, you know great comedy moments. And there, uh, and you know obviously our uh, truth got involved a little bit later on. But the uh, yeah the, the horny Rick Flair and uh, and Lacey Evans as SP3 likes to likes to call him. Um, you know he caused the um, you know well I suppose it's an upset really, isn't it? And uh, the titles are back in the hands of Baszler and Nia Jax. And uh, obviously, uh, Charlotte Flair, not happy at all, um, going into the main show later on. So, uh, yeah, good uh, little pre-show kickoff. Something different happened, something exciting. Um, and I, I felt like the crowd were getting directed a little bit too much in the Thunderdome. 
I just felt like it was a, a bit too much of everybody doing the same thing. You know, obviously that they're, they're told to do certain things, I'm assuming. But uh, yeah, it was a little bit too much at the, at the start of the show. But then it didn't affect the show as much as I expected it to. Um, for the fans not being there, I'll, I'll be honest, I was very worried going into the show that it would be just, you know, they just wouldn't be able to recreate it. But, you know, in the end, it turned to, oh, you know, I loved it. But it was a great show, really good. But yeah, yeah. carry on. Let the others uh, give their opinions on that opening bout. Well, we've had a few uh, had a few messages before we go to the other two. Uh, um, Stewie from Stew's Wrestling Podcast. Um, he's put up a nice T-shirt, uh, Mad Dog. Um, oh. He's sporting the Stew's Wrestling T-shirt there. Uh, fantastic uh, podcast and video cast. Um, interviews some amazing wrestlers from around the world. Uh, Stewie's a really great guy. Um, another one there saying, uh, Hi, Mad Dog, anonymous uh, Facebook user. Hello. Uh, somebody uh, saying a uh, bit of Big Johnny. I, I'm guessing they're, they're talking to me there, but uh, thank you for that. And, uh, Big Johnny, I didn't know that's what they called you. Yeah? Well, uh, yeah, we, we, we'll get on to that another conversation. A Power 4 TV is a message in to say, uh, uh, great to see you on uh, live, uh, Kyle. Um, was you happy with the Rumble results? So we talk more about the Rumble results, but uh, uh, on the whole, um, did you enjoy the show, would you say, Kyle? Yeah, it was really good, considering there was no crowd, but yeah, it was really good. Awesome, awesome. And uh, Kyle, just jumping to you, what was your uh, your very quick thoughts on the, on the pre-show match, the uh, Women's Tag Team Championship? I mean, it was mixed bags for me. I, I was hoping Charlotte and Oscar would retain, but <laughs> Ric Flair coming out, you know, it did annoy me a bit, but that's Ric Flair for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and 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 Kieran, uh, did you watch the uh, catch the pre-show? If so, were you happy with the two-time tag team champions in the shape of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax? I I did and I didn't. I think storyline-wise, the results obviously were what they needed to kind of build more on Charlotte and Lacey, so it frees up. So it does free up Charlotte to then feud with Lacey going into Mania. Obviously, they're doing Mania over two days again this year, I believe. So they're trying to build as many matches as possible. So for me, that was a good idea. So for that, I'm happy. It's a bit annoying that it had to change under such circumstances. It would have been nice to see Shane and Nia get the clean win because they are dominate. They were dominating, and they are both. If you look at them legitly biggest people in the business. I mean, Shayla's MMA career versus Baszler's just size and uh, Nia's size and strength. They yeah. make an amazing team. So I think for what it was done, the result was what it needed to be. Yeah, indeed. indeed. And uh, one more quick message uh, from uh, Mr. Matt Bayliss, uh, host of Pull Up A Seat podcast. Uh, Mad Dog, give us a wave. Um, and uh, there we go. We're all big Mad Dog fans on this podcast. Um, but uh, there we go. So um, let's get on to the uh, the main. Uh, how do we remove? Uh, keep mad. Uh, Matt's just keep waving. There, for a just keep waving. <laughs> there we go. Keep waving, Mad Dog. Keep waving. Let's talk about the the opening match then of the main uh, show because uh, it might have caught a few people by surprise. It, it did go straight into a WWE Championship match. Uh, Drew McIntyre 
and this is Bill Goldberg. Um, so uh, just to cover some of the highlights, these two were straight out of the gate, even before the bell rang. Uh, there was uh, a, a big headbutt and a spear by McIntyre. Uh, not often you see McIntyre using a spear, but getting his uh, getting the spear in while he can. Goldberg sent McIntyre crashing through the barricades at ringside, uh, and this was all before the bell. Uh, there was a, an early Claymore kick from Drew, got a two count. Uh, Goldberg came back with three spears and a jackhammer, but after Goldberg missed a third, uh, a fourth uh, a spear going straight into the ring, uh, the, the ring uh, posts, the corner pads, Drew connected with the final Claymore kick to retain his championship. The match only went two and a half minutes. Some might say it was not only the, the perfect outcome for the match, but a perfect uh, length of match as well, considering uh, Goldberg's stamina or lack of stamina. He's never really been the sort of guy that can go very long in the matches. Um, he did seem to be kind of, um, you know, blowing quite hard afterwards. He was pretty gassed. Or maybe he's just selling Drew's offense, but I think he was just uh, uh, two and a half minutes was the absolute maximum for for Goldberg. Um, but uh, the, the thing we're most pleased about is Drew retaining the championship, which is a good sign being only a couple of months away from WrestleMania. Uh, but Kyle, I'm going to start with you this time, my friend. Uh, what do you think to the opening match? Drew retains the WWE Championship um, and uh, a, a good outcome, I would say. What about yourself? I was so happy when he retained. My heart was in my mouth the whole match. I remember saying to Mike and Kieran about it last night. It was just crazy, you know. At one point, I did think Goldberg was going to, you know, take the championship. But no, uh, McIntyre managed to retain. It, it was a really good match. Yeah, 100%. I thought it, for what it was, a two and a half minute match, and bearing in mind they had a lot of action before the bell as well, and then two and a half minutes afterwards, it did feel longer, but of course there was a lot of action um, before the bell, before the match officially started. Uh, Mad Dog, over to you. Um, you're obviously over the moon that Drew retained. Uh, looks like he's going to be going into WrestleMania as, uh, as a WWE champion. Still a couple of pay-per-views, I think Fastlane and Elimination Chamber before we get to uh, Mania. Uh, give us your thoughts on that opening match. Yeah, I thought it was a really great way to start the show. Very exciting. And the, uh, you know, the attack before the bell, you know, it, it had you thinking, could there be a switch going on here? You know, we've seen it before with uh, Goldberg beating people quick, you know, just off from the bell. And he's hit that jackhammer and, you know, the title's changed hands. So, you know, it even had uh, myself thinking um, that, you know, there could be a title change coming. I, I didn't want to see a title change, but uh, there was a possibility of it. And I thought uh, they got the match just right. Uh, Goldberg looked great, I thought. He, you know, he looked strong, hit the jackhammer well. He hit his offense, took the offense of, uh, you know, Drew. And I thought they had, had a good match. And what I liked was the nostalgia factor of Bill Goldberg being involved and looking, looking decent. And I thought he had a chance and uh, he looked good. And to show the respect to Drew that he deserves and, you know, to see them, uh, you know, shake hands at the end and earn his respect. I think it just builds to the Drew McIntyre character that they've been working on and um, great stuff. You know, and, uh, well played, Bill Goldberg, because it, it was a solid match and it was a great way to kick off the show. Um, I thought, perfect way to kick off the show. Very exciting. Yeah, and it, it was so nice that they kind of gave uh, Drew the victory um, because I think he deserves it. Although he's a two-time champ, he's been a, a fantastic WWE champion um, and he's really carried that belt with, with honour. Um, and uh, yeah, Kieran, over to you. What did you think of the opener? Uh, like I, said, I thought it was a, a solid match for it. It was very reminiscent to when uh, Goldberg fought Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania a few years ago. Short, impactful, hard-hitting, to the point. It did what it needed to do and last night was much the same. 
Um, yeah, pretty much the same as what Mad Dog said. Um, honestly, when I saw it was opening, I was like, oh, really? Because that's the second pay-per-view now where Drew's opened the card because he did it at TLC as well with AJ. So I was like, ooh, a little bit weird, which made me think there was going to be a title change and then Drew would end up in the Rumble. Yeah. Because obviously with Keith Lee not being able to perform, it would have been an easy entry to put in. That was my mindset going into it. So when Drew did retain, I was really happy. Um, like Mad Dog said, uh, Goldberg did look in good condition, but I did notice at the end he looked like he'd had a shower. He was sweating a lot. <laughs> breathing heavy on that rampway going back to the locker room but uh like you say he could have been just just selling uh that uh, final claim or um but uh at least goldberg didn't bust himself open on a ring post like he did in saudi arabia and completely embarrass himself i think this was a little bit of redemption even though he's on the losing end uh, i think i thought it was a good match between the two of them for what it was and a good result and the right victor at the end of it we went from one championship match to another championship match. Uh, our match number two on the main card was uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Guy, Sasha Banks, the champion going into it, going up against Carmella uh, with Reginald at ringside. Now, the last time these two met, or so the last big match was... Um, I think at TLC, just at the back end of uh, last year, just at the back end of 2020. And they put on a really good match, a surprisingly good match. A lot of people uh, weren't expecting too much from Carmella uh, in that match. And she surprised everybody. I've got to be honest, myself included. And uh, I think she uh, put on a really, really good effort um, here again last night. Uh, did unfortunately come out on the losing effort. I say unfortunate. I was kind of rooting for Sasha. Um, and uh, it was the, the, the bank statement submission uh, that put an end to the match and put an end to Carmella's uh, attempt at winning the SmackDown gold. Uh, but um, another fairly entertaining match. Uh, we're kind of on a bit of a roll now for, for quality of matches. And uh, Kyle, uh, what did you think to the SmackDown Women's Championship match? Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Carmella was absolutely on top in this match, I think. Um, one point I did think Carmella was going to win, but I'm happy that Sasha retained, you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And she, she had, like I say, every time uh, she won a championship, she would lose it on the first defence. And now she's kind of the SmackDown Women's Championship. She beat Bailey in that tremendous match. I think it was Helen a cell. I could be mistaken. But uh, she's been on a roll. She's defended the championship successfully um, since then. And it uh, looks like she could very well be going uh, to WrestleMania as the champion, which would be much deserved. But uh, Mad Dog, uh, what were your thoughts on this one? Did it do it for you? Yeah, you know what? Another solid, great match. I thought it was very good. Uh, I liked uh, the showcase that they gave to them. Uh, both uh, entrances were great. You know, Sasha Banks with the uh, with the pyro and Carmella's uh, little bit of the start with the bit of dancing and everything was great. Um, I, I love Corey Graves commentating on Carmella matches because obviously, you know, they're in a relationship. So uh, I, I just think some of the bits he throws in, you know, they're not hiding the fact that they're together, which is, is always good, you know, breaking down that fourth wall. But as well, uh, he, he came out with some corkers on the commentary. Uh, at one point, uh, I think Michael Cole said, what, what does Carmella do? And uh, Corey Graves just said, she looks great, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Um, you know, really good match. Uh, at one point, Sasha Banks said to uh, Reggie, I've got my eyes on you, Reggie, uh, right near the start. And uh, Reginald and the, the match they'd had earlier on in the week, really, uh, you know, and last week, I think it was actually on SmackDown, they had a great match. Uh, so Reggie's involvement was, was brilliant as well. I think he's, uh, you know, does some great stuff and uh, really added to the match as well, which... Uh, doesn't always happen with managers, you know. Um, 
Carmella really impressive. Um, she's she's you know got so much better in the last couple of years, and uh, her trash talking in this match with the, the bitter banter she was uh, firing out at Sasha Banks were great. Uh, when she tied Sasha's hair into the ropes was a uh, you know a, a heel move and it was great. You know the weave she was weaved into that bottom rope. Um, the only little bit that I wasn't a huge fan of was the suicide dive. That looked a bit of a botch, Ooh, and it was a, yeah. a rush landing. It was, uh, you know, not what you want to see at all. She and, recovered uh, well, but that looked that so. she nearly doubled, doubled over in half. She, that looked, anybody else, I think they would have stayed down. <laughs> yeah, I was very concerned, but I'm sure sort of uh, dancing and the athletic work these these guys do, you know, they can take, you know, something like that can obviously be horrific. But you know, they're uh, they're super athletes and. Uh, you know, you know their bodies are, are built for things like that happening as well. So that was, uh, you know, it was, it was, um, it looked bad, but hopefully, uh, what well, nothing uh, actually bad came of it. And uh, you know, a partner, um, opponents obviously checked in on there as well, which is good to see on the ref. Um, but yeah, great match and um, really good. I thought it was uh, could have gone either way, and I think they just need to keep building the. Uh, yeah, someone's just said, yeah, good save by Sasha's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, brilliant, brilliant match. Showcased them both really well, and uh, exciting to see where they're going to go next. And uh, you know, with that storyline could continue. There's all sorts of stuff they could do there with Reginald as well. And uh, you know, long may it continue because they're uh, you know they're doing really well with their matches. So it's what I like to see. Yeah, I think Reginald has been a fantastic addition to uh, the, the act of, of Carmelo. And I think, you know, we, we, we kind of saw everything that Carmelo had to offer uh, previously. Uh, now she's kind of, um, what, uh, do you remember Emelina? When Emelina was, was coming along, yeah. and I think Lana kind of took that gimmick. And he's very reminiscent to that. But I think having Reginald as part of that act, as part of that gimmick, uh, completes the package. Uh, a little, he acts as a little bit of a heater for for, for Carmella and uh, can kind of, you know, uh, catch her when she gets thrown off of the apron and things like that. So it works really, really well. Um, and uh, I've grown to like Carmella more in recent months than, uh, than previously, so certainly since she returned. But uh, Kieran, I haven't forgotten about you. Give us your thoughts on this uh, women's uh, SmackDown Championship match. Matching Hall was solid. Like Mike's, Mike's covered all of the like high spots that I was going to bring up with like the suicide dive and stuff like that. Oh, no. I mean, it's not, it's not an issue. I like I watched that and I was like, ah, this ouch, ouch, ouch. But like like Mike said, you literally see straight away Sasha rolls over, make sure she's okay. But what I will say is I'm loving Carmella at the minute. I think her coming back as a heel and with her being a heel, but she's not like a serious heel. So she's got Reginald there to kind of add a comedy value to it. So she's still doing the stuff she did with Face, like Our truth but it's not as cringy as what it was. So she's still got the joke, she's still got the banter, but she's doing it in a healy way with Reginald. And I think for her, at this moment, it, it's amazing for her and she's really embraced it. So I'm not expecting much longer until Carmella does pick up some sort of title in the WWE with all of this stuff going on. She's really come leaps and bounds from when she was doing the um, fabulous stuff. Yeah, she certainly got the look and the, the gimmick um, that a Vince McMahon might like, you could say. Um, but uh, it might, you know, she's she's not quite going to be the kind of 
wrestler's wrestler that I prefer to have the, the gold around their waist, if, if I'm honest with you. But like you say, you know, she has been a uh, SmackDown champion before. I think just after WrestleMania 2018, she beat Charlotte, didn't she? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, to win her first championship. So she has held the gold before. Uh, and now she has come on leaps and bounds, so you never know. But uh, not on this occasion. Um, so let's move on. Uh, backstage. Well, I like question. John, oh, sorry, just before... Just before we move on, one thing I wanted to mention was, don't you think it'd be great if uh, Reginald suggested a wine for each of Carmella's matches as he's a sommelier? That would be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be that, awesome. That's uh, the way they could go with it, isn't it? You know, if he suggests a, uh, you know, a Sauvignon Blanc for this matchup for saving or something beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, well, now that you've suggested it, Mad Dog, um, you've, you've thrown it out there into the ether and I'm that's sure this and we'll kind of pick it up and he'll be discussing it around the uh, board table tomorrow. That's it. Get the um, tasting notes on each match. You know, we want to see what's going on. <laughs> that could be the, the final thing they need uh, just to kind of cap off her gimmick and uh, to push her that step closer. But um, then we have a backstage segment. You've got uh, Big E uh, giving uh, Woods a bit of a pep talk or maybe it was the other way around. But uh, then we have the brilliant Sami Zayn uh, thinking how the wrestling gods are conspiring against him. Uh, we even had an appearance from Kofi. So uh, a bit of a, a, a New Day uh, reunion at the Royal Rumble last night, which was always fun to see. And then we go into the first Rumble match um, of the show, guys. It was the Women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, so I'm going to ask you one at a time, just very, very quickly. Did you have a favourite going into the Women's Royal Rumble match? Who did you want to win ahead of last night? Kyle, I'm going to start with you, buddy. I think my, my favourite part was Tony Storm coming out. Tony is one of my favourites in progress, you know. And she, I, I was hoping she would win, but she went out pretty quick. But, yeah, I was hoping Rhea Ripley throughout the whole thing. So, uh, Kyle uh, rooting for Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. Then, Mad Dog, did you have a favourite going into it? Yeah, going into it. I will add, um, me and the guys uh, did a bit of a sweepstakes, uh, my, my friends from home. And uh, I had, uh, let me just tell you, I had in my sweepstakes this year. was oh, Tony, yes. I had Tony Storm. I had Tony Storm. I ended up getting uh, Victoria, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, Lana and Ember Moon. So, I was pretty excited you know when they came out in them numbers what we did was we picked our numbers each and then you know as they come out you get allocated that person so i was thinking i was in with a chance uh, for that one and then um, on the wrestling travel podcast which i do we'd um i predicted that i thought raya ripley would win and everybody else had picked uh had picked someone else so uh yes yeah, so i was hoping that raya would, would do the business for me and she had a great rumble but uh you know we'll go on to it in a second what actually happened uh one other thing i'd just like to touch upon as well I thought the Big E and Xavier Woods uh, segment was great. And the whole Sami Zayn angle with the documentary crew is, is really working for me. I think that's great. And then, obviously, uh, Kofi with the uh, with the surprise attack. That was great to, for him to appear. And, obviously, the masterstroke of it all, the, the best bit of it all, was the fact that they had the Brody Lee um, dedication on the gear. That was just an absolute touch of class. And, um, you know, great respect paid by the new day there. And that's just lovely to see. And, you know, where... Uh, I'm sure a lot of people appreciated that. So uh, that was just another marvellous thing. And, it, you know, so far working through the show, everything has been very good. And, you know, one of the best shows in a long time, I think, so far. So, yeah. And, and Kieran, before we start covering the highlights of the Rumble match, uh, did you have a favourite going into it, my friend? Yeah, Bella. Um, obviously, with all the stuff she's been doing with Bailey recently, she I had her picked like two weeks ago. As soon as she announced her name, I called Bella. Um, and like 
Mike said, like that tribute to Brody Lee was absolutely. I saw that, and literally as I saw it, I was like, "No, that is that is yeah, okay." Um, also, they're currently auctioning it off on um, online for money's going to charity. I saw an article about it earlier. So, if anyone's interested in buying some wrestling history, yeah, definitely. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, so, some of the highlights then. So, to many people's surprise, uh, former women's champion Bailey came out number one, uh, followed by the returning Naomi. Uh, one interesting thing to note that uh, Bianca Belair came out number three. So, remember that Bianca Belair came out number three, uh, then Shotzi, Blackheart, Tank, and all came out number five. Two-time tag, uh, tag team champion Shayna Baszler, say won uh, the uh, tag team championship with Nia Jax earlier on in the evening. She came out number six with Tony Storm coming out number seven. I'm not going to go through all the entries, just some <laughs> of the ones that I certainly uh, spotted. Rhea Ripley came out number 14, um, one of uh, Kyle's favourites there, um, and she looked awesome um, it, throughout her time in the Rumble last night. She disposed of several wrestlers very, very quickly. Uh, last year's winner, Charlotte, came out number 15. Dana Brooke, uh, she was uh, she came out and she was uh, eliminated by Rhea Ripley from a, a brutal powerbomb on the ring apron that looked as sick as hell. Uh, you could hear the thud before she uh, kind of uh, crashed to the outside. Uh, Lacey Evans, she came out number 18, dressed in one of Ric Flair's signature purple robes. Uh, Mad Dog gives a woo. There we go, there we go. Uh, and then we had an impromptu 24-7 championship match. Um, this didn't go down well with me with uh, R-Truth. I don't know if he got confused thinking that he was uh, an entrant in the in the Rumble. Um, he always tends to do it the wrong way around, doesn't he? Uh, but he got pinned by Alicia Fox, one of the legends in the match. Alicia Fox was very briefly the 24-7 champion until she got eliminated. And then R-Truth rolled her up uh, to win the championship for the 9,722nd time. Uh, then we had the, the Firefly Funhouse Alexa Bliss. She came out number 27, Ember Moon 20. 28. Uh, we saw Nia Jax throw her own tag team partner, Shayna Baszler, out of the match. Uh, the final four women were between Natalia, who was number 30, of course, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Uh, Bianca eliminated Natalia. It took Belair and Ripley to eliminate Charlotte. They've got to keep Charlotte looking strong by having her eliminated by two individuals, of course. And after uh, a brief battle uh, between Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, um, Bianca Belair won the match from the number three spot. So uh, a really, really good outcome, a fantastic match, lots of cool highlights. And what I enjoyed most about it was that Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, um, you know, two young, uh, strong, talented wrestlers were there until the end. Um, and, uh, you know, dare I say it, having them two as the final uh, two in the Women's Rumble match last night is a good and positive sign for the women's division going forward. But start with you, uh, Kyle. Um, you told us earlier that you really enjoyed the match, especially when Tony Storm came out. Uh, but uh, was you happy with the eventual winner and was you happy with the match as a whole? Yeah, I was really happy with Bianca winning. Um, I, I was really happy for her, you know. she She's an amazing wrestler. She really deserved it. And coming in at number three, surviving the whole thing, you know. Um, Tony Storm coming out, I, I popped, you know. It was it was really good. I was happy about that. And, um, yeah, when Ric Flair, I remember saying to Mike last night, uh, when Ric Flair came out, I was a bit confused at first. I was like, hey, what? what where's Ric here? And, and then Lucy Evans came out. I was like, oh, yeah. But, yeah, but... It was really good in total. 
Yeah. Did anybody else think that Ric Flair was uh, going to enter the Women's Royal Rumble? Um, he probably had a few uh, situations like that back in the day, but under slightly different circumstances. Um, but uh, second, I did think he... But anyway, let's move on. Uh, Mad Dog, uh, give us your thoughts on the match. And uh, are you happy with the eventual winner? Yeah, I was tempted to say I thought Flair might answer myself as well. Yeah, and then... Uh... Obviously, I just spotted Madeline's comment there as well about props to the tank. Indeed. And I've seen uh, Justin Claff has been commenting quite a bit. And I know he's not a fan of the tank at all. He's, uh, you know, a big fan of, uh, you know, the AWA and classic sort of re retro wrestling. He just can't get the tank at all. So he's not a fan of that. But, you know, each to their own. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a great addition, you know, to have that entrance. Um, Billy Kay on commentary was absolutely marvellous. Really enjoyed her work. And uh, yeah, exactly, Billy and Jilly. <laughs> Perfect timing. But yeah, that was uh, great stuff. To see Gillian Hall, Victoria, Tori Wilson and Mickey James in the Ladies' Rumble was, was great to see. Um, other things I noticed, they mentioned quite a lot of time that Tony Storm is the resident rock star. I think that's something they want, want to get stuck in your head. So uh, I'll bear that in mind. Um, early on in the Rumble, uh, you know, Bianca Belair was very Shawn Michaels-esque. There was a couple of times where there was a... Uh, you know, people skinning the cat and hanging onto the ropes. And it was, uh, and I just like to say, for uh, of all the uh, women's rumbles, it was my favourite one they've done. And I actually thought it was a really well done rumble. Um, it really made sense. Everything that happened and it made sense. Everyone was showcased well. You know, the, the people who came in as guests didn't stay too long. Um, oh, you're losing me. Don't worry. It's just the, uh, there's a squirrel on the, uh, on the internet connection again. <laughs> Gremlins and gremlins, but uh, carry on, Matt. That's it. it happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, all the uh, not none of the guests who came in overstayed their welcome. They all looked in great shape, and nobody looked out of place in the match. Um, apart from our truth from the twenty four seven, I didn't think that was needed in the match. But then, you know, some people might have enjoyed it. You know, it was, it was, you know, it. It was, it was what it was. It was in something different, and it was. Uh, but the, the match so well done that it didn't need that I think they might have thought well maybe there's going to be a moment there where we need to do something with Alicia but it was all going so well anyway so uh, unfortunately my sweepstakes got absolutely rumbled because uh, you know I was hoping for Rhea to win and I had her in the sweepstakes as well and she uh, they got down down to the last two but it was uh, Bianca who they built up so well over the last couple of Smackdowns with a carry and Otis um, around the other week and also beating them um, Bailey last week on SmackDown, you know, it was uh, it was written in the stars and she'll be uh, going to Mania and I'm sure she'll uh, represent well and it'll be, uh, you know, she'll be great on the show. But uh, yeah, props to Rare Ripley as well and some of the others who stood out. Uh, Dakota Kai with the with the bump on air exit as well was, uh, you know, that was another rough, rough uh, fall. But um, yeah, fair play to them. It was a great Rumble match. Really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, excellent. Well played. Kieran, give us your thoughts. Okay, I, I think uh, Kieran uh, can't quite hear us there, but I want to ask your opinion on some of the legends that was in the women's match, uh, because uh, I've got a, a list here. We obviously know that Gillian uh, Hall was in it. Victoria made an appearance. Uh, that was one of uh, Mad Dog Sweep State picks. Tori Wilson, uh, one of uh, Grizz's favourites, of course. Mickey James and Alicia Fox. Um, I felt that the, the legends probably weren't as, uh, as, as good as they were uh, in last year's Rumble, but um, uh, Kieran, are you back with us? I am. Apparently. Uh, uh, give, 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 
Jerry, give us your thoughts on some of the legends that was in the women's match last night, buddy. Um, so obviously I stayed up and watched it with my partner and having to explain to her which every legend was was quite fun. Um, but for me, I quite liked it. It was nice to see Victoria come back. I mean, obviously she's not been on TV for a while. Tori Wilson, obviously it was fun to have Jerry the King Laura going, it's my favourite diva. I was half expecting him to go, puppies, but it never happened, which makes me sad. But um, it, all in all, the Rumble match itself was good. And I agreed that the R-Truth moment wasn't needed at all. Um, like it, The pre-show stuff was enough. And then she has a bit later on with R-Truth as well. So for me to have R-Truth pop up three times on the show wasn't really necessary. And you've just give Alicia Fox, who's probably never going to be in WWE again, a title reign for like five seconds. It just, it just kind of seems... Five seconds it was. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, 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 I, I thought it was a great match. And another quick question for you all is uh, Bianca Belair winning the Women's Royal Rumble last night. Um, now, she, I believe, is officially part of the SmackDown brand, unless I'm mistaken. But uh, which championship, which champion do you think she should go after um, at Mania? Do you think it's, um, you know, written in the stars it's going to be Sasha? Could she go for Asuka? What match would you prefer? Um, so uh, who should Bianca go after um, in uh, April's Mania? Uh, Kyle, starting with you, who would you like to see Bianca go up against? I think Sasha Banks, um, I think that'll be a really good match, you know, two brilliant athletes. And I, I could see um, Bianca being a SmackDown champion. Yeah, yeah. And Mad Dog, what about yourself? Is that the, the match you're looking forward to at Mania? Yeah, I agree. I saw somebody on uh, Twitter earlier made a graphic for that match and it looked pretty cool. And I think, uh, you know, that would be a great match. Um, she could go after uh, Asuka or, you know, anything could happen leading up to Mania yet. You could have all sorts of changes. There's a couple of pay-per-views to come. So, uh you know, I'll just be interested to see what happens on the uh, on the road to WrestleMania. So, yeah, and Kieran, it's got to be the boss versus the EST, surely, hasn't it? Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. I think both those two's abilities combined together, they will literally just put on a five star match. I don't think they could fault anything at all. I believe with um, Belair's athletic ability as well as her strength and her power, with Sasha's heart, determination, and just wrestling skill alone. I think between those those dynamics in a match for those two, and if they're given a decent amount of time as well, I think they could be top top five star match for Mania this year. Yeah, uh, looks like not everybody's a fan of uh, Bianca Belair. Um, more like uh, Bianca Belair. Am I right? I'm right. So that person is it's not a the fan Grizz. of it's Grizz. He's not loving it. <laughs> Grizz. Oh, Grizz, come on, man. Um, he's just jealous that Tory Wilson uh, didn't win. He just wants another Miller cat fight uh, like uh, WrestleMania all them years ago, which is uh, on record his favourite match of all time. But uh, there we go. Grizz, thanks for watching. Uh, let's go to the last man standing match then, guys, because um, I think it was a lot of people's favourite match of the evening. Certainly my favourite match. Um, out of all the kind of standalone matches, not including the rubble matches, this was the match of the night for me. Um, but uh, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, uh, the trouble chief, the head of the table for the Universal Championship, of course. But uh, um, I've really enjoyed what they've done between these two. The feud between these two has, has built really, really well. They've had some good matches uh, before last night um, and uh, all build into this 
this last man standing, possibly the, the blow-off match to the feud. I'm thinking, um, I think Roman Reigns is, is possibly going to move on to a different opponent as we get closer to uh, Mania, of course, in April. Um, but to, just to go through some highlights, and there were a lot of highlights we need to talk about. The match very quickly went to the outside with uh, Kevin Owens utilising the steel ring steps. Uh, Roman used uh, steel chairs. They fought amongst the, the Thunder the Thunderdome monitors. Um, Reigns uh, launched Kevin Owens from the raised Thunderdome platform uh, down through some tables. The fight goes backstage uh, and then from out of nowhere, uh, Kevin Owens gets run over uh, by uh, Roman Reigns inside a golf cart. I know we've seen it before on AEW, uh, but last night uh, was was pretty impactful. Uh, a hell of a bump there. That looks brutal. Uh, Owens recovered and uses a forklift truck to perform a senton uh, down onto Roman Reigns uh, through two tables underneath in another awesome spot. Uh, Reigns and speared Owens through part of the stage. Uh, then Owens handcuffs Roman Reigns to part of the lighting rig, uh, ringside causing the referee to start counting. As referee gets to about the nine count, Reigns just destroys the referee uh, by pulling him, throwing him into part of the structure. That looks brutal and the referee sold it perfectly. He was gone, he was out for the rest of the match. Uh, the match continues um, and uh, Heyman helps to uncuff Reigns, allowing Reigns to uh, uh, hook in a guillotine, cause him Owens to pass out and was unable to answer the referee's 10 counts. So guys, uh, this surpassed my expectations um, and uh, I, I thought this was a hell of a match, a hell of a last man standing match. Usually last man standing matches, they rely too much on gimmicks or weapons. This had a lot of action, a really good storyline building up to it and in the match last night, some great action, uh, loved all the high spots. Um, some very, very memorable stuff happening here. But starting with you, Kyle, that last man standing match, uh, what were some of your favourite moments? Well, I think the build-up to it, first of all, was just amazing, like on the last few Smackdowns. And then last night, it was such a hard-hitting match, you know. It, it was crazy. I was hoping for Kevin Owens to come out victorious, but no, I'm still happy with Roman Reigns, you know. But yeah, it, it, was, it was a proper hard-hitting match and the golf cart topped it for me. Yeah, and uh, Mad Dog, give us your thoughts on this last man standing match. A lot of action, a lot of high spots, a lot of memorable moments uh, to take away from that match. You know what? I uh, described it as a slobber knocker straight after. It was a masterpiece. It was very well done. It was really uh, reminiscent of an Attitude Era uh, main event. In fact, it, it, parts of it really reminded me of the Rock versus Mankind from their I Quit match at Royal Rumble 99. Um, especially with the handcuffs and stuff. And I've only seen Mick Foley tweeting about that match earlier in the week, saying it was X amount of years ago. And, um, you know, that match, I just thought it was great. And uh, the bit, you know, the build they've had to it the last couple of weeks has worked well with um, having Adam Pearce involved and not having KO involved as much. Uh, Kevin Owens absolutely delivered. Um, he, um, you know, you know, he was just absolutely excellent and last night and the Roman Reigns was, was solid as well. Uh, what they did, the, the way the match progressed and flowed was really good. Uh, it all made sense with the last man standing rules and everything. Um, the golf cart bit was, was a slightly reminiscent of, uh, of the Stampede match that AEW did. But as well, that was, as you said, the golf cart spot was, was brutal going through the windscreen. I think Roman Reigns took the worst of that in his, in his face by the looks of things. I'm not sure if he... Uh, if he got that bit of glass or whatever in his face or perspex, wherever it was. And then, uh, yeah, there were a lot of ladders left out backstage, which I like to see. 
I used to love uh, hardcore wrestling. Obviously, I work for TNT Extreme Wrestling, so I've seen my fair share of, uh, of death matches and all that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And the only slight down, downside to it was obviously at the end where Heyman came out with the keys and they were struggling to, to get it off, um, get the handcuffs off, which was a bit of a shame. If, I think yeah, they could have covered cool. for that. Handcuffs uh, main event match. Uh, um, uh, that was his toughest in a long time by the looks of it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think as well, if Heyman had just took a second and thought what was going on, he could have got up and decked that other ref as well. And it would have just progressed completely normally without it being a bother at all. But it just sort of the ref had to sort of stop the count and it was just a bit weird for a moment. But uh, you know, they got over that and the rest of the match was so high quality, you know, it's um you know, it's it, you can forget about that. It's not uh, not worth worrying about when the match has been of, of that quality. Um and you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So uh <laughs> there's some great comments coming through as well. I can see like the the people at home enjoyed the match as well, which is great to see. And uh, go on, Kieran, give us your thoughts as well. What did you think, buddy? Uh, again, it's pretty much the same as what you said, Mike. Like, everything in that match was absolutely amazing. Like, when when uh, Kevin Owen went and got the golf, uh, the forklift truck, I honestly thought he was going to put the pallet on top of Reigns to pin him down. And I was like, that I've seen him down. Yeah. And I was like, and then when he started raising it, I was like, what, 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 what's, he, what's he doing? And then when he climbed up, I was like, you crazy mother. The thing I liked as well is that they carried on in the match with the gimmick that they started on SmackDown this week with Roman Reigns saying that he wanted Kevin Owens to call him the head of his family. So when Owens sparked his second comeback after being hit by the golf cart, he said something about his dad and then Owens just changed. And I thought for me that was absolutely brilliant because that's the Owens I remember watching in Ring of Honor in the indies before he came to nxt that's the owens i fell in love with and it was nice to see a glimpse of that in the wwe so i'm hoping that they let owens have this more aggressive side now even if it only goes down to he feuds with Big E at mania i think personally those two in a match at mania would be absolutely amazing and then if you made it like a ladder match something like that because they both can do it they've both had ladder matches in the past and they've both proved that they can do ladder matches so for those two to be in a ladder match or even like a three-way, four-way ladder match, like throw Sami Zayn in there and, I don't know, throw, throw Xavier Woods in there for the lols. Um, but, you know, for me, there's a lot they can do with Kevin Owens from this standpoint. He's living off his stun the world gimmick and he's showing that he's got the power to take on the tribal chief. Like for me, mm. there were so many times in there that they've, they've proved that he, he is pretty much their next big star they're just not willing to pull the trigger at this current moment because Reigns with his new gimmick is just that bit big. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying there. But I do always fear for Kevin Owens because he gets involved in these main event feuds, these big championship feuds, and uh, he always knocks it out of the park. Um, but then after them feuds kind of come to an end, you do kind of wonder, well, it's back down the pecking order again for Kevin Owens. And uh, it does make you kind of think, you know, what's he going to be? What feud is he going to be involved in leading into Mania, going into Mania? Um, because I think we've, we, I mean, uh, unless you want to correct me, I think we've probably seen the last match between Kevin Owens and, uh, and Roman Reigns, unless they want to have one more match at Payback or whatever the next pay per view is. Um, but uh, I, I, I like your kind of train of thought regarding having a multi man ladder match for Big E's IC title at Mania involving Kevin Owens. I think that lends itself perfectly to his sort of uh, style. And um, you can imagine him doing a, a massive frog smash.
off the top of the highest ladder. Um, but uh, nevertheless, let's not get away from the fact that it was an awesome match last night. It was a fantastic match. Um, and uh, one match I'm definitely going to be watching back very, very soon. If nothing else, just to see that, that golf cart spot one more time for sure. Um, but uh, let's move on to the, uh, the, the final match, the main event then, the men's Royal Rumble match. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm torn between whether I like this match better over the, the women's match. But before we get into all the highlights and all the nitty gritty of the match itself, uh, Kyle, uh, did you have a, a particular favourite going into it? Who was you rooting for before the men's Royal Rumble match last night? Well, Daniel Bryan, for sure. He, he's just one of my favourites, you know, and I, I really thought that he could he could potentially go to Mania. But, um, yeah, I was happy with, um, oh, my mind's gone blank now, Edge winning, you know. It, it was, I was really happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I was rooting for Daniel Bryan also, to be honest with you. Uh, Mad Dog, what about yourself? Who did you have in the sweepstakes out of curiosity? So uh, for this one, I'd actually, uh, on the Wrestling Travel podcast, I'd picked that I thought Big E would win. But then that was when I thought he was going to drop the IC title to um, to Apollo Crews. So that sort of shook me a little bit that that didn't happen. And... Um, so, I, but I was still rooting for Big E, um, and I liked what they said in the in the promo earlier on, which was when one of us wins the rumble, we all win the rumble. I thought, oh yeah, that could, it could happen then, but then uh, yeah, obviously it didn't happen in my uh, sweepstakes for this. So I got we we picked between four of us and got some numbers each. So I ended up with I ended up with quite a good bunch. So I had Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Damian Priest, Riddle, Daniel Bryan, um, Cesaro, and Seth Rollins. Uh, they were the talent I got. And uh, I always, for some reason, get a Mysterio. This time it was Dominic Mysterio, but for about 10 years on the run, I've had Rey Mysterio. Uh, the only one I didn't have him in was the one that he won. So uh, <laughs> I, the Mysterio curse, I call it, for Royal Rumble. <laughs> I'm calling it a conspiracy theory. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, but, uh, Kieran, did you have a, a particular favourite who was your pick before the match last night? So I had Seth. Um, obviously, he wasn't confirmed to be on it, but I, with everything that's been going on, it kind of it, perfect time for him to kind of come back with his time off and stuff like that. I wanted him to come back as the burn it down gimmick, though. I thought it'd be a good way for it to be a fresh start and it'd have more impact than his Messiah music coming off. Like when his Messiah music came off, I, I, even I was like, who's this? I don't like his Messiah music. I, I, I just think the whole Messiah gimmick for Seth isn't really necessary. On Raw, maybe they've got lots of bigger names yep. that they can do other things and play around. But on SmackDown, he doesn't need the Messiah gimmick. I think if he went back to the King Slayer, the Beast Slayer for SmackDown, for me, that would be what I would have wanted. So, yeah, I had Seth. Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's talk about the, the match then. Um, number one, I think it was confirmed a couple of days prior, but it was the rated R superstar Edge. Um, and uh, number two was his uh, bitter rival, Randy Orton. So they continued their feud uh, from last year's uh, WrestleMania, and they had another couple of matches uh, after that. Um, at the beginning, they fought outside. Uh, then we saw a, a cool Carlito as one of the legends uh, came back. I don't know if it's a long-term thing, but he certainly looked uh, in good shape, shall we say. He looked uh, jacked. Um, <laughs> We had Intercontinental Champion Big E come out at number 10. Uh, Damien Priest, 
uh, was another surprise entry. You could take yeah. him out at number 14. I think he was kind of penciled in for coming uh, onto the, being a main roster member a few weeks back. Uh, that never happens, but uh, he certainly made a bit of an impact last night. Um, and I think he's got a very bright future on the main roster. I think he's got the, the look and the size and the, the charisma that uh, uh, the, the management are looking for. Matt Riddle came out at number 16, another man who I think has got a very, very bright future. And I have to say, um, he had a really, really, really good rumble match last night. I think that they uh, did a lot with him and there were some good exchanges. Uh, he was followed by many people's favourite, Daniel Bryan, of course. Uh, then we got the, the mayor of uh, Knoxville, Ted, sorry, uh, the, the big red monster, Kane, came out number 18. You also saw a, a brief team hell no reunion there uh, before Daniel Bryan got choke slammed by his former tag team partner. Uh, Dominic Mysterio came out number 21. He promptly dumped out King Corbin. That was a, a nice little spot there. Uh, we had another legend come out at 23. The, the Hurricane Helms, who we last saw on a wrestling pay-per-view in an AEW pay-per-view. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know, he seems to be jumping backwards and forwards between affiliations. But uh, there we go, back on a WWE pay-per-view last night. A nice little cameo there. He didn't last long in the match, though. Uh, then we get Chris another legend coming back looking great uh, but he certainly turned back the hands of time he came out at number 25 making his official in ring return uh, after seven years away AJ Styles uh, KJ or Kieran's favorite came out at number 26 uh, Big E and Rey Mysterio were, were manhandled out of the ring by AJ's massive bodyguard uh, Omas Omas however you pronounce that I think I'm just about right there we saw the return of the Monday Night Messiah as uh, Kieran said uh, number 29 Braun Strowman came out number 30 we had a really nice exchange between Matt Riddle and Daniel Bryan towards the end uh, and that, that's definitely one match Matt Riddle and Daniel Bryan that I would like to see on a future pay-per-view if uh, you make it a Wrestlemania match uh, that would be great thank you Mr McMahon uh, the final four uh, or so we thought was Seth Rollins Strowman Christian and Edge, so uh, E and C were back together for the final four. Uh, Rollins dumped out Strowman and uh, Christian at the same time. Edge dumps out Rollins, so Edge for a moment there thought he'd won the Rumble match until Orton uh, came out of nowhere with an RKO from out of nowhere um, after spending most of the match in the trainer's room after he and Edge went at it at the beginning of the match. Um, but uh, soon after, Edge dumped out Randy Orton after being in the ring from number one, 58 minutes, and uh, there we go. Uh, after being uh, injured for quite a while after their last match, Edge dumps out Orton, wins the Men's Royal Rumble for the second time. Uh, the last time he won it, the, the only time prior to last night was 20, uh, 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it was a really good match. Uh, I thought that several wrestlers had really standout, uh, standout moments. Certainly uh, Matt Riddle, for me, I thought he was great and really was put over nicely in this match. But enough of me. Uh, Kyle, uh, give us your highlights from last night's Men's Royal Rumble match. What did you enjoy? Was there anything you didn't enjoy? Uh, give us your thoughts. Well, first of all, I, I, I love seeing Carlito. Uh, he looked jacked as heck, you know. Whatever I wanted to comment saying, whatever is in that apple, I want it. You know, yeah. Um, also seeing Kane, that was a, that was a brilliant highlight. Um, yeah, but, and then Randy Orton coming in at the end. Sly, you know, no one knew he was going to come back in. And yeah, and then Edge got him over and I, I was quite happy, you know. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Thank you, Carl. And uh, Mad Dog, um, I'm guessing you liked this match and I'm guessing you liked the outcome, but uh, give us your thoughts. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know what? I think the whole show was really great. 
Uh, one point I would like to mention is I've, I've heard today that Vince McMahon wasn't actually there producing the show, which is an interesting point. So, um, you know, it was a very good show. It was, uh, and it was different. So I've heard that he was in contact on the phone, but interesting that Vince wasn't there. And another thing I noticed was there was a few of the talent who I was expecting to appear weren't there as well. So and I, I know, um, I heard that Keith Lee had to isolate, but as well, there was no Jey Uso um, and also no Apollo Crews, which is quite interesting. So uh, a couple of people missing there. So I'm not sure what, what's going on there, but uh, um, they easily filled the gaps anyway. There's so many great talents about Ricochet stepped in, obviously, and, uh, you know, Ali and, uh, you know, the cameos were great. Carlito, as you guys said, was looking jacked. He's been on the apples and, uh, you know, he was in Egypt just the other week working with... Um, Ricardo Rodriguez and their master, and now he's back over there, you know, in the States. He's, he was meant to be on their, the Raw reunion the other week, but they've saved him for the Rumble, and it was great. And, uh, yeah, Helm's getting paid. He's uh, been on AEW and then back on there. My friend uh, Tony is a big Hurricane Helms fan, and, uh, you know, that would have made his night if he hadn't fell asleep. But, you know, at, like, 12 o'clock, he would love that. <laughs> but uh, as he said on Twitter today, he still hasn't learned, has he? He was going for that double choke slam again. It's just not going to happen, mate. Get over it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, some, some great, great showings by people in the Rumble. Uh, you know, um, good to see uh, Nakamura wasn't in as long as I'd expected. Uh, Big E got dumped out a bit unceremoniously after how they've been building him um, with Omos getting involved. Maybe that'll be leading to something with uh, AJ Styles and Big E. You never know. Um I thought uh, there were a lot of people had great showings. Uh, Matt Riddle was in there. There were the feel-good moments with Edge and Christian. The big hug was a huge feel-good moment. And obviously Edge, Edge going over and winning, heading to WrestleMania was great. Um, you know, there, there was some great stuff there. There was the only thing I wasn't too sure about was Bunny. Uh, I'm not familiar with with Bunny's music or whatever. And uh, and you know, it was all seemed a bit like uh, similar to what they'd done on AW with Snoop Dogg the other week. Especially with the uh, with the slip off the top rope, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that wasn't my uh, yeah. So yeah, someone's just asking about Bad Bunny. Yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of people who really weren't fans of the Bad Bunny. So uh, you know, it's one of them. I'm sure it, it, it's directed at a certain market. I'm guessing, uh, if, you know, Hispanic and Latino uh, fans. So yeah, great, good on them. If that's uh, if more people are going to watch because of that, then good on them. If, if that's what they've got to do, that's what they've got to do. But I know where. Uh, it was definitely a coffee break for a few people over in the UK. I can say that for sure. <laughs> Kieran, give us your thoughts on, on the on the Rumble match before we uh, uh, kind of uh, look ahead to WrestleMania. So for me, I wasn't overly happy that Edge won. I felt like in the women's Rumble, they were kind of doing a passing of the guard. So they're trying to produce more talent. For me, Edge is a big enough name where he didn't need to win the Rumble to get a match at Mania. Like they could base it around a storyline for him to get a match. So for me, Edge winning was kind of quick pro quo. It was kind of like, yeah, let's just give him a guaranteed title match when he could have, like, I don't know, Damian Priest had a massive show in. Like one year, I want them to have a surprise entrant come in and be like, right, we've got this much faith in that guy. He's coming in this number. No one's heard of him unless they've watched like NXT or they've been away for a while sort of thing. And Give them the run. Like Damien Priest, he eliminated, I think it was Kane. Um, he released, eliminated Kane and one other big guy as well. And I was like, they, they clearly want to push him. 
they're clearly pushing him to be some dominant person. So for me, they could have given the match to somebody else. I mean, I only picked Seth because of the whole baby with Becky sort of thing. So I thought WWE would be like, ah, he's been off TV. Let's put him in a program with Roman. You know those two are going to have good conversations with Heyman involved as well. Massive fight for Mania sort of thing. That's why I went Seth. For me, I would have preferred someone like Damian Priest, Riddle, someone like that, someone unexpected to win. That's just my opinion. I'm going to throw this question out, uh, guys. Um, but do, do you think if Keith Lee was part of the match, that he would have been kind of in the final four or possibly considered as an, an eventual winner? And do you think, you know, the fact that he couldn't be in the match in the ends made them maybe uh, choose Edge? Or did they always have Edge in mind as the winner? I mean, uh, anybody got any thoughts on that? I think Edge was the last resort. Really? Sorry. Yeah, um, I, I really thought like Keith Lee was gonna would have won, or or at least got to the last two. But yeah, I think Edge was the last resort. Interesting. So Interesting. from from what I've been reading, which bugs me even more, is that Randy was actually supposed to win the match. He was supposed to go from one to the end, but because he had that injury and disappeared for so long, they changed the ending last minute. That's why he got tipped over by Edge. That, that's just what I've been reading about today. But for me, that would have annoyed me even more, to be honest, because he's just come out of a program with Drew. So to then have Randy win the Rumble to go face either Drew or Roman, it's kind of, you're not progressing anybody else. You're kind of just sticking your top stars as your top stars. How are you supposed to develop for the future if you're not putting any faith in your future? And, and let me ask another question. I'm going to start with you, Mad Dog. Uh, so Edge won the Men's Royal Rumble last night. Uh, he's almost certainly going to go to WrestleMania as the number one contender for a championship. Uh, which championship should he go for? We asked the same question earlier regarding Bianca Belair, but does Edge go for Drew's title or does he go after the Tribal Chief? Yeah, I think he should go after uh, Drew, to be honest. I think that match has got legs and I think it would be good. I think there's enough going on on SmackDown for Roman um, to keep busy as head of the table. And there's a, there's a lot of people who are stepping up to the plate there. Um, you know, KO's looking good. Daniel Bryan's looking good. They've recently uh, had Cesaro and Nakamura picking up big wins. Apollo Crews has looked very good recently as well with his interactions with Roman. Um, you know, I, I think it makes sense to uh, to let them keep doing what they're doing over there. And don't need to, you don't need to throw Edge at that and shake that up anymore. But I think uh, Edge versus uh, Drew is something different. Edge has come back from his injury. Um, you know, massive last year. He had some great matches, shown that he can come back. He's lasted in the Rumble, so he's shown that he can, uh, you know, he can still do it. And I think uh, that's probably why they have had him win, so they can, uh, you know, now they can showcase him as a strong contender. And uh, him versus Drew is going to be a great match, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think that'll be, uh, that'll be the way I'd book it anyway. So. Definitely. So, so we have that kind of penciled in as uh, one WrestleMania main event. Uh, uh, Kyle, Kieran, would you uh, kind of side with Mad Dog there? Uh, Drew versus Edge as one of the main events at Mania? I'd like to see Roman versus Edge, Spear versus Spear. But I think for safety reasons with Edge's injuries and kind of how fragile he is around like pectoral muscles, stuff like that, I don't think Roman's a good shout with his new aggressive side. So I think Edge, Drew is probably the best way to go for it. I'd rather take a, a Roman Reigns spear than a, a Drew McIntyre claymore, to be honest with you. But uh, 
Uh, but we should see. So um, just going to throw it out to any of our viewers that are watching on Facebook or on YouTube. Uh, what WrestleMania matches would you like to see based off of what we saw last night? What do you think some of the main events will be? Uh, and if there's any other kind of undercard matches you'd like to see, send them in the comments and we will uh, put them on screen before we uh, end this broadcast. Um, but uh, uh, Kyle, if you've got any, any kind of WrestleMania matches that you think could be kind of written on paper or maybe you know uh, etched in stone after last night what wrestlemania matches are you expecting after the war rumble buddy well bianca versus sasha hopefully i think i'll get on the books quite soon um uh roman reigns versus someone don't know do not know who yet but that'd definitely be a high one of the big matches i think and uh mm. drew mcintyre versus edge i think will be the height the biggest of the WrestleMania. Mm. Um, and and uh, Mad Dog, uh, I can see kind of furiously scribbling some matches <laughs> down there. Well, what does your colored card look like at the moment? Have you got, got any, any matches uh, that haven't already been mentioned? That's it. That was the fantasy bookings going on right now, mate. Yeah, that was what I was just looking at. So uh, there's still a couple of pay-per-views to come where things could change around quite a bit. Um, as I said, with SmackDown, they're really building quite a good roster over there. He all could be in contention. I think... Um, Walter versus Brock, who was that who put that? That's John Scott. Yeah, that'd be a cracker, mate. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I still think Big E versus Roman would be, would be great, yeah. And I think um, Edge versus Drew could happen. Bianca versus Sasha probably going to happen. Uh, I've got a feeling they're definitely going to do something with uh, with Ric Flair and uh, Charlotte Flair, um, you know, with, with Lacey. I think that's heading towards Mania as well. Um and the match that I did want to see was was AJ versus Daniel Bryan, but obviously they gave us that on SmackDown last week. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I thought that was going to be a dream one they might save for Mania, but uh, it, it did get um, sort of turned into like a ten man tag. So you just never know. You might get a proper version of that match with uh, you know all sorts going on. So we'll we'll just have to see. But uh, looking forward to it. There's some great uh, comments coming in from the uh, from the guys watching as well. So uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts. Great to see. Yeah, I like this. Uh, an Edge and Christian reunion WrestleMania, I'd say he'll have to lose his uh, kind of WrestleMania uh, main event shot for that to happen. But uh, we've got a couple of pay-per-views between now and then, so we might see an Edge and Christian reunion in an actual tag match. Who knows? Uh, Daniel Bryan, a lot of people want to see Daniel Bryan in a, in a more um, high-profile match. Um, but after what I saw last night, I want to see Daniel Bryan versus Matt Riddle. Give us Daniel Bryan versus Matt Riddle in a match, in a Mania match, would be awesome as well. I think that uh, now that Daniel Bryan is kind of working more backstage and producing a lot of the stuff, um, and working with younger talent, I think that he's kind of, you know, pulling some of the reins there. And uh, if he can have a, a choice of opponents, I think Matt Riddle will be right up there. Uh, but uh, Kieran, uh, this is right in your wheelhouse. Bit of fantasy booking. You'd love to do this. Uh, have you got any WrestleMania matches for us, buddy? I've actually got a whole card lined up already from just after last night. <laughs> so I'd like to see Roman versus Brian yeah. in an, uh, either a last man standing match or an I quit match. Daniel Bryan's always been the guy that's got heart, can't be beaten on heart. So I think to play on that, that sort of thing would work well and with Roman's current gimmick. Uh, Edge versus Drew in just a normal match. I think both technical wrestlers they do amazing plus they've just got hard hitting quick offense so that would just be a bog standard match for me uh 
AJ versus probably Matt Riddle for me would be good. Um, as Maddie just put, I actually wanted to see Rhea versus Bliss, especially after yesterday, because they could build on that, because Bliss was about to do her turning, and then Rhea knocked her out, so they could build on that with that. Sasha versus um, Bianca Belair in an Iron Woman match. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. We haven't seen one of them in a while. Well, since NXT TakeOver, wasn't it, with um, Bailey and Sasha? actually yeah so i think that'd be good um uh, the four-man ladder match for me would be biggie cesaro shinsuke and Sami Zayn. i'd say those would put on some good matches i'd like to see ko go over to raw face lashley for the u.s title i think let's that's talk about um cut you off very slightly there but lashley he's been put you know presented as an unstoppable monster at the minute you know he's being booked really really well he looks very dominant in the ring uh, a complete universe away from when he was in that horrible angle with rusev and lana um he's really being pushed you know as a serious contender um but do you think they've, they've you know possibly got eyes on on lashley being in a, a big main event match or a featured match at mania um uh mad dog i'm going to start with you on this one yeah very possibly i was at wrestlemania 23 when he had probably his biggest match of his career against Umaga when uh, Donald Trump and Vince were in the, in the corners. And, uh, you know, that was a great one to be at. But Bobby Lashley was a star then. And, uh, you know, he was the ECW champion. He was booked very well. And then, uh, obviously, I don't know what went wrong for him, but he ended up... Uh, it is probably one of his best character portrayals was when he was at Impact Wrestling. Um, he had a great little run there. as a bit. He was just a big bully. And uh, basically, when I was looking forward to seeing him do that when he came back to WWE. But uh, he's only just getting there now. And that's with the hair business and everything as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's good how they're booking him now. And it'd be nice to see. Uh, I, I think a match I'd like to see would actually be US title versus Intercontinental title. So if Big E keeps the uh, Intercontinental title, I'd like to see them go against each other. Um, uh, that'd be an interesting matchup. And I think, uh, you know, it'd make both of them look good, to be fair. So, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, I think we can all agree that it was definitely a memorable Royal Rumble pay-per-view. The, the first pay-per-view of 2021, the first Royal Rumble without fans, uh, the 34th edition of Royal Rumble. It was um, a, a memorable show. Lots of talking points, as we've discussed in the last uh, hour and 10 minutes. Um, but uh, certainly things I want to go back and watch again. A shame that Keith Lee wasn't in the Rumble. I think he would have been uh, very dominant, and that would have been interesting to see how far he would have gone. I probably would have put some money down that he would have been in the final four for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, like I say, we are firmly on the road to WrestleMania, guys, and it's getting exciting, isn't it? Uh, because we can kind of see these matches coming together, and I think we'll all agree that you know, the boss versus the EST is possibly one match we can all look forward to. That would be tremendous. Um, and uh, yeah, who will Drew face, who will Edge face, who will Roman face, and uh, what's in the, the you know the picture for many of the stars we saw last night. Uh, loved the last man standing match, um, and uh, yeah, very, very good. But uh, before we say goodbye to the three of you, um, the opportunity for you to throw out any plugs, um, anything you want to plug in the next uh, minute or two. But uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle's wrestling podcast, going from strength to strength, uh, one of the members of the Jonas podcasting network, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, well, where can we find you? Either on social media or YouTube, uh, give us a bit of a plug, buddy. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Carl Wrestling. 
um, Twitter at Kyle Talks Wrestling, I think, and Instagram Kyle Rogers nine nine seven seven. Awesome. And uh, Mad Dog, um, like I, say, I know you're all over social media and uh, like I say, uh, heavily connected with TNT Extreme Wrestling. Um, but uh, where can we find you? Where, where we can reach out to you, say hi and find out more about Mad Dog? Yeah, reach out to me anytime on uh, Mike Mad Dog Angus of Facebook, um, at Angus Mad Dog on the Twitter. And uh, at the moment, I've just hit a thousand followers on both of those. So that's really great to see. And uh, my Instagram is growing as well. So I'm doing a little competition at the moment. Once my Instagram gets to a thousand followers, I've got a little logo that someone's made for me that I'm going to put out on there. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that one. And um, you can obviously catch a lot of my work for the uh, wrestling promotions I work for on Powered 4 TV. So make sure to check out TNT Extreme Wrestling, uh, Wrestle Island. And, you know, I work for a couple of other companies as well. So keep your eyes peeled. And uh, you never know where the Mad Dog might show up. And I was going to say as well, make sure to check out uh, the Wrestling Travel podcasts that we do every year. Uh, live on Thursday afternoons of four with some really interesting stuff going on there. And make sure to go and check out the uh, Wrestling with John's back catalogue with the uh, the other ones we've done for the Mad Dog. Uh, that Intercontinental Titles one's one of my favourites that we've done. I thought that was a great show. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. And uh, thanks so much for having me on the show. It's been an honour to chat to everyone. Uh, great from here from Kieran and Kyle as well. So, uh, yeah, thanks very much for having me on chatting to you guys. It's been an honour. And uh, Kieran, KJ, you, uh, it was announced yesterday on the Jonas uh, Facebook community page that uh, KJ PWP, I think I've got that right, your uh, new podcast that you're going to be launching in March, um, is now part of the Jonas Podcasting Network. So congratulations, my friend. But uh, uh, where can we uh, reach out and say hi and get to know more about you and your up and coming podcast? So you can always contact me on Facebook just through me, Kieran Reed, just if you want to ask questions, have a chat, just message me i'm always available for a chat i've set up my facebook page for the podcast yesterday so if you just type in at kjpwp it should pop up i haven't set up an insta twitter or youtube yet i'm going to do that over the course of the next couple of weeks until i launch but as soon as i do i'll pop them on the wrestling with john's page so everyone can go have a look for when i start posting and if you enjoyed Kieran's uh, fantasy booking of the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, you'll hear a lot more about it on the KJPWP. But uh, uh, from myself, uh, looks like you can catch Wrestling with Jonas on Twitter at with Jonas underscore Pod, uh, on Instagram at Wrestling with Jonas, and of course uh, just search Wrestling with Jonas on Facebook to come across our our uh, fun, friendly, welcoming uh, Facebook community page. Just search Wrestling with Jonas, and that's uh, Jonas. You probably see up in the top corner there, spelled J O H. N-E-R-S. Um, but uh, there we go. Uh, guys, I want to thank you so much for being uh, fantastic uh, guests on this first ever live Wrestling with Jonas. It was an absolute blast. I think we did all right. I think uh, we're, we're, they'll have us back and we'll be doing this again very, very soon. Uh, but for myself, from Kyle, from Mad Dog and from KJ, uh, thank you very much. And we will catch up with you all again uh, very, very soon.